29th I think. We are full blown into the holiday season. Um, I am so excited that I get to be talking with Santia Deck. She is absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's such a badass for lack of a better words and we're going to be talking all things her, uh, her journey and things like that. So you'll wait to see her come. on your engagement before we start congratulations so <laughs> was that a hair flip moment were you just like yes oh man all i can say has been a long time coming Dean <laughs> has not been kind to me so <laughs> let's just but at least it happened right but to the right person so i think yeah. that's what matters most right it was worth the wait that's what i was saying. oh see that's the best <laughs> but thank you so so much for we're not gonna talk about that i just wanted to congratulate you but let me just say you have built such an incredible empire first i want to say thank you to velma because actually i was so i you were so amazing you've been around forever but like i just was not aware and then i saw you with velma and oh dr velma tram for people that aren't aware and talking um pretty much which is almost like your ebook but you were talking about building your brand and how it wasn't an easy overnight success so kind of take us through that journey like i know you had mentioned before you've been i say you were like one of the originators like you've been on instagram since its inception so that's a long time that's like what a good 10 12 years yes yeah, it's 2012 2012 a decade that's a yeah. very long time to be growing so take us through the whole kind of journey when did you kind of realize that hey this is something that I could also use as a tool for my business because you are known as the queen of ads and you've yeah. parlayed that into so many things so when did you kind of decide that this was like an actual tool man um so I got on, you know, Instagram in 2012, and at first I was just on there, just, you know, doing it, what everybody else is doing, doing duck lifts yeah. and <laughs> back then or whatever. And I remember I kept seeing this one lady. Um, she was always posting different, like, um, like lip glosses, and then she would have shirts, and then she would have, like, just random things. And one day I was like, are you getting paid for this? And she was like, yeah, like, I make, like, $25 per post. And she had, like, maybe, like, I don't know, I think, like, 25K at that time. Okay. And I was like, wait, so you get paid? And she was like, yeah, like, let me show you how, how I've done it. And literally, like, me and her, every single day, I kid you not, after track practice, after class, I was in my dorm room doing shout-out for shout-out. Um, <laughs> I was going in people's comments, commenting and responding and just really engaging with different people. And then eventually I started to grow. Also, at that time, I was po I was posting all of my track and field workouts, and I was doing some crazy things, things that, you know, I would not recommend people doing, uh, <laughs> just being crazy on social media uh, with fitness, and I started getting shouted out on these really big platforms, and then my following started to explode, so by the time I, I was about to graduate, I had maybe 50K, and okay. by then, I had got my first sponsorship deal, which was from a, a shirt company in Hawaii, 
and they sent me a shirt. And of course, being in college, you know, college, you're broke. You know, you try, you try. Yeah, to exactly. So, my favorite, and it's still to the same. My favorite words are free and approved. Like those are my two favorite words. Exactly. So when I got that free shirt, it clicked something in my brain, and I was like, oh, I want to do this for a living. And ever since then, I've been doing what you guys been seeing for the past ten years. <laughs> That's amazing. So when did you kind of see your followers? Because obviously, when you left university and you graduated from Texas A and M, so congratulations for that. Because um, I think that really needs to be stressed. It's not just like, oh, I just got lucky. Like, no, you've worked. You've you know put the work in, the time, and you've constantly educated yourself traditionally and non traditionally. So I think that's very important to highlight. But when did you see your followers like kind of really pick up? When when was it? Was it when you transitioned from like more of like your track and field to then when you being the highest paid American female football at like when was the trajectory when you saw the climb I would say definitely when I went viral for for the contract um offer that I had with football um I think I probably gained I don't even know like probably 200,000 followers no way probably like a six month span so it was actually pretty crazy um like literally like I woke up and my life changed like that's pretty much what happened with that um but yeah it was definitely that I would say for sure because it started to change like when I graduated and I started kind of mm-hmm. doing fitness stuff but football just yeah <laughs> it take off yeah for sure so how did you go from um, obviously you know in football uh, American and European there's running aspect to it but you were initially track and I mean track and field that's kind of where you started your platform so when did and you did rugby for a little bit as well um so I say universal athlete but how did you like when did you decide like to go into you know rugby and then parlay it into football like when did you always have a love for it or was it just kind of like you went with the flow and kind of what was just out there literally I went with the flow because I I finished track and field you know when I graduated I was hoping to make the Olympic team but that didn't work out because I ended up getting injured and by that time, I was like, I'm over it. I, I, I was very injury prone in college. Honestly, all my life, to be honest, but definitely <laughs> college. Um, so after that, I was like, I'm done. And then I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with athletics because I know I didn't want to be done. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving one day, I saw a flag football tryout sign. And I was just like, cool, I'm just going to go see what, what this is. And I went and I did amazing. And flag football, if I'm being honest, you know, I know a lot of people know me from tackle football and from, the, you know, the contract and all that stuff. But flag football was definitely the main reason why I was even recruited. I was even noticed. I was even seen because I went viral a few times playing flag football. And so after that happened, I started getting offers to play rugby. And then that's honestly how I was found by um, even the, the, the league that offered me the contract at that time. Because they saw me playing flag football, to be honest, um, they gave me a chance. So, yeah, I would say, honestly, it was flag. Flag is the catalyst for everything that you guys see now, including my shoe company. Yes, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jump the gun. Okay. Um, so I do have to ask, though, before we continue. Okay, I love your nails. You have long nails. So how do you keep them? Okay, because that would be my biggest thing with being tackled. First of all, I don't like I fence, so that's very different mentality. Like, you yeah. get to hit back versus, like, being tackled like that. Yeah. And then you can break a nail or, you know, injure the face. You yeah. have beautiful both. So how do you not wear nails when you're... 
in football or is it okay. just how do you keep it? Like that's been my biggest question. <laughs> we can I get, get that serious. question all the time. So the interesting thing is for rugby, I literally couldn't wear nails. Like I would get in okay. trouble if I had nails. But okay. for flag, I definitely used to play flag with long nails. They, but I never had, like, these are, they're long, but they're not super long. Like, I, I No, they're like mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't do the super, super long nails. Like, I'm okay. able to, I can grip a flag or whatever. And yeah. I can catch a football, I'm good. But I'm to be honest, I keep my nails done all the time. So if I can keep my nails on, I will. But if my coach and you're not concerned on, it doesn't get hit or, like, chipped or anything? Oh, no. Can you hear me? I'm here. Yes, now I can. Can you hear me? Okay, sorry about that. A phone yeah. call came through. No. Um, no. But yeah, as long as I can grip with football and all that stuff, I'm yeah. good. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does get in the way. And I have jammed my finger. I have broken nails before. But it is it's worth it, it, though. Right? Because it has to, you have to stay complete. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so then we're gonna go your shoe comp so now you also have a kids not just a shoe line you have your shoe line which is a, you're the first black female owned shoe company which is absolutely huge that is that's historic number one then you also parlayed into you have your children's clothing line and as well as your ebook which i've seen over the last few days you've really been promoting that as well um which, and I looked on your site. So for people wanting to know, I would say it's a solid investment, but what you're getting back is so valuable because people don't tell you how to start or kind of like which direction to kind of go in or even because there, there's certain letters for different industries and even how to approach it and how to be your own best cheerleader. So kind of take us through, why did you do the ebook? Why are you so passionate about it? I know you kind of uh, today we're kind of explaining it about the DMs and explaining the passion, but kind of take us through why for you it's so important, and then how does it feel to have your sneaker brand yeah. and be historic at thirty one? I mean, what? <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, um, so my ebook and this is definitely one of my. It's always been a passion of mine, which is to really teach athletes how to be self sufficient outside of. The, being on the field or whatever, wherever you are, court, whatever, because you never know when your last game is. And too many times I've seen so many athletes where it's like they get an injury or they just ended up, you know, they end up being done just because of old age or whatever it might be. And they yeah. have no idea what's next. And for me, I'm like, there's so much opportunity nowadays on social media that athletes should be taking advantage of while they're an athlete, but definitely, of course, when you're done, because there's speaking opportunities, there's brand building, there's sponsorships, there's endorsement deals. There's like so much happening every single day, definitely with NIL deals now being approved in college and, and some high schools and stuff. If you aren't taking advantage of those opportunities, you're missing out on so much money. And then definitely being a female athlete, a lot of us are paying to play. Or we're just not getting paid for our sport. Or if we are, it's barely enough to, to live off of. So for me, I want to empower the athletes to be more self-sufficient and go after those opportunities and sponsors and different things like that. And even if you're in high school or, or college and you want to go pro, you can be recruited nowadays. So it's like yeah. if you're not taking advantage of that, you're literally making things a lot harder than they have to be nowadays. So I just want to create this ebook to teach athletes how to do that and how to make money, how to get recruited, different things like that, because it's important to me. Being an athlete, I know in college, I wish I would have had an opportunity to have NIL deals. 
So now oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, like I, I know exactly what to do. I've worked with all of the really big brands, so I know what they're looking for. So it's like, why not give back the knowledge? That's amazing. So when you say to somebody like devil's advocate, because typically, you know, athletes, if they are recruited or they get, you know, sometimes they make you know, like like human error and they yeah. feel like, oh, I'm too far gone. There's no way that like I can do it. So why even bother? What do you say to people like that when they're when they think that, you know, something that they've done, you know, my, whatever it is. I, I personally don't think it's ever too late to kind of rebrand. But how do you feel since you wrote the book on sponsorship yeah i mean i definitely think it's never too late for anything Uh, like you said you can always rebrand yourself you can always um figure out what it is you want to do outside of whatever you are known for because some athletes go completely left and it's like wait you're in this like i know there was one athlete that ended up becoming like a real estate agent he was in the nfl and they're like Oh yeah, right. He's like, okay, I, you like, yeah. So it's, it's like, not that it can't happen, but right. <laughs> I'm saying, so like, if you have to, you have to really know yourself and know what it is you want to do outside of sports, because including myself, a lot of athletes have identity issues. So we put yeah. all of our identity into what we're doing on the field. So when that's over, it's like, who am I? What do I do next? So that's why I encourage athletes to find passion outside of their sport so that they can build, you know, the next level or phase in their life and be able to do what they really want to do as well outside of just being an athlete. So once you figure that out, then you can figure out which direction you want to go in. And it gives you more opportunities. So not true. Now tell us about being historic at 31, your shoe line. <laughs> How does that feel? How did it come about? Like, I just want all the details. Well, let me actually have some of my shoes right here, so I want to show you. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. I was like, yes, I'm online. There was one. It was, like, purple and gold. Yeah. It was like, kind of, like, that one. I was like, yeah. Like and we one. actually retired those, but we might bring them back um, So, oh. um, this is actually the first pair that we ever released. Oh, no. um, this is the shoe that actually went viral the first time. Um, and then these are our low tops as well. So, we got some low tops. We also have slides, which I actually have on my feet. So, nice. super comfortable, double memory foam. So, if you have knee issues, back issues, yes. they're perfect for that. Um, but, um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like, my shoe company literally came from the brand that I built. Um, mm-hmm. It was the opportunity that turned into an opportunity. So, I was offered an opportunity to be a brand ambassador for another company. Um, and the shoe, or another shoe company. And I was selling the mess out of their shoes, like, selling them out you know, making them a lot of money. Yeah. One day the designer came to me and was like, um, have you ever thought about your own shoe? And of course I'm a sneakerhead. And I mean, if you grew up in the, like the nineties, you were like a Jordan fan and all that stuff. <laughs> I've been saying blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, yeah, why not? And he was like, okay, what would you want your shoe to look like? And I said, I want like a Balenciaga mixed with a Jordan. And, mm. um, I just wanted to have like a wow factor. Like I wanted to be loud and creative and different. He was like, yeah. hey. and he kind of mocked up something for me. And it was exactly what I had envisioned, like in my mind. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That's kind of scary, actually. And I posted it on Instagram and it went crazy. And everybody was like, can I order the shoe now? Do you have this size? Can I order this? You know, like just asking all these questions. And I'm like, yeah, OK, so y'all like it, but it's not even a, a, a thing, idea. And so I went back and he was like, OK, cool. So let's actually mock up like different colors so he okay. did that i posted it again on social media it went viral on LinkedIn, and that's when i knew i was like okay we're on to something and um my mom who's, who's also the coo and my manager um she came in and she was like 
forget a shoe, but let's do an actual shoe company. And I was like, what? And she was like, I said, mom, we got to go against Nike, Adidas, all these big companies. Yeah. You can do it. We'll do the research, you know, which we did. We did a lot, a lot of market research. We made sure that my followers were sneakerheads. Um, we did manufacturing research. We did everything that you're supposed to do before you start a company. So I don't want people to think we just said, okay, let's do a shoe company. Oh, it's like hair flip. I just woke up. It took two years to even get to the point to where we were even ready to actually start developing the shoe. So let me say that first. Um, but once we did all that and it was finally time to make that decision on, okay, are we going to really do this? Are we just going to talk about it or are we going to just do something different? Just throw the whole idea away. And I remember my mom told me to pray on it that night. And I remember hearing, you know, God saying pretty much, you have two decisions. Like, you can try to make this shoe. And if it fails, at least you can say you tried to make a shoe company. But if exactly. it doesn't fail, you're solidifying generational wealth. You're breaking generational curses. You're honestly opening up the door for the next generation of young black females and guys and, and males that um, might want to get into the shoe industry but don't see anybody that looks like them that actually has ownership not somebody yeah. getting paid to represent something but somebody that owns it and they make the decision and uh that idea sounded a lot better so i decided to jump and now we're here that's amazing so now let's okay so two questions in one so now you work with your mom how was that i personally because i work with my brother i to be honest i thought we were close before we started working and it's i remember the first like few months i was like do are, who are you like it was such a different like experience i was like yeah. we worked so different and i feel like the community when it's like personal and they're just like your sibling or whatever it's like yeah. a totally different communication but then with business like especially if you have different styles mm -hmm. you have to like relearn how to communicate how to get your points across so yeah. how but be respectful because you still have to hang out with them afterwards right. and yeah. call yeah. them <laughs> yeah like i remember yeah. one time we actually called our mom we were so, I was so angry with them and they called my mom <laughs> like mom your son is so rude she's like how old are you guys like it's not the point so right, how, do you, yeah. how do you find but you're actually working with your mom so how yeah. have you found the communication um obviously you're different people she raised you but it's still different people so how yeah. do you find that so i actually work with my mom and my little brother uh because my little brother is <laughs> over marketing um so <laughs> honestly like my mom is my best friend of course, like being, she's also my manager too. So I've been yeah. working with her since I was in college. But I mean, having something that we own together is definitely a different dynamic because we're both um, headstrong. We both believe in what we believe in. Um, we're both very passionate about this shoe company. So sometimes, you know, that can be fire against fire or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, me and my mom work really, really good together. We both have the same vision. We both want the same things. Um, she's my mom, so you know that dynamic is always going to be the same. Um, so I think we both want the best for each other. We want the, the most out of this company. We're both trying to change the world. So I think with, with that being the main goal in mind, we're able to really make it work. But of course, I mean, it happens with everybody. Like you said, some days yeah. I think she wants to pull my hair out and vice versa. <laughs> uh, my little brother is always the mediator. He's like a very, so very calm, you know, guys chill out, that type of personality. Um, so it works. Like, you know, I love my mom and I give I give so much props to my mom for everything she's done. And she's the one that pushed me to really do this. Like, I wanted to do it, but she really pushed me and said, okay, it's time to fly. And because of that, we're here now. So 
That's amazing. And then one of my second to last questions is, so it seems like besides your injuries, it's been a very solid, it would seem, I wouldn't say easy, but pretty like seamless trajectory and journey. Now, do you think that it's because you've had your mom, whereas like in any industry, when you're starting and you tell people your ideas, people will laugh at you or be like, oh, you're crazy. That doesn't work. Did that, did that, um, did you experience any of that? And, or was it kind of um, lessened because you had your, you know, your family around working with you, kind of like that one goal? And if you did experience it, like, how did you just, in essence, brush it off and be like, whatever, you know? Because I remember there was one story I read about a coach. It was your track and field coach. And I remember I saw that, and I was like, yes. And yeah. I was just like, good for you. Because yeah. that's really my personality. I would just, like, literally come back and be like, hi, do you remember on this date at this time? And I'm like, there to the time. Do you remember that day? Because I do. And yeah, that, that felt good. I'm not going to lie. That really felt good. Um, but honestly, um, I think because I, I've had my mom from the beginning, I definitely have avoided a lot of pitfalls that a lot of people fall into. And my mom, um, she's not only my manager, she's, um, she owns a production company. She's all, she's been an entrepreneur since before I was born. She owned radio stations alongside my, my stepfather. She was, she managed artists. So she already had a lot of experience before I even came into the picture. So she always was the one that was warning me about, hey, don't do this, avoid this. If this happens, let me know. This is what's gonna happen. So be prepared. You're gonna have you're gonna have thick skin. All the things that literally happened, she prepped me for, I would say. There were some things of course I don't think you can ever be ready for. True. But I think having her and us being so close, I've I've been able to like vent and go through whatever I need to go through with her to get through it. Um but, of course, there were many people that thought I was crazy, um, told me that I should get a real job when I was first starting because social media is not ever going to go anywhere. Um, you're not, you're not going to be able to support yourself. You're going to be homeless. <laughs> like, I've heard, I've heard so many things, like, over the years. Could you send them, like, a screenshot of your grid and, like, show? I would have done that. I probably would have. I, I can be Honestly, actually petty. I, just I probably would I blocked them out of my head. I don't even know who those people are anymore. So oh, that's so good. Wherever you are, thank you for that. It, it took true. you. True. That's true. Yeah. I need that yeah. So having my mom and my family around, I, I definitely have had. A, I don't want to say an easy time, but I will say easier time getting through this whole journey of being a social media influencer and athlete and blah blah blah. Um, and yeah, I, I will say family family has definitely played a big part in my success for sure. That's amazing because I do think I think if you don't have a good support system, it's so easy to kind of get discouraged so quickly. Um, it so it's really good to have like a solid soundboard. So then, my fun question before I let you go: So, how do you relax and how do you keep your skin glowing? Because you do have to wear um, it's not a mask because I have it's a helmet. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the helmet, same thing like a mask. It's like on your face, and you're sweating, and it's just oh, it's such a mess. So how do you keep your skin glowing and unwind? Oh man, you want the honest answer? Yes, living stress free. Okay, that has done wonders for me because let me tell you, being in in toxic situations, being stressed out, um, just just being in uncomfortable situations and places in life and dealing with certain energies that can obviously cause a lot of things to happen externally but internally as well 
So I would say since I've made certain changes, I've let certain things go. I've learned to just give it all to God and allow God to carry me through whatever's going on in life. And I've learned, honestly, that one of the biggest lessons I learned to minister is if it's meant to be, it's going to be. If it's not, it's not. And when I really start applying that to my life and just being like, you know what? This this sucks right now, but there's nothing I can do. Like, if God is, is wanting me to walk through this door or have this opportunity, it's going to be mine. If not, I just got to keep moving. And once yeah. I really started doing that, man, let me tell you, skin started glowing, hair <laughs> longer, everything. So I would say that and, and I would say healthy diet, making sure that I'm, you know, eating and putting the right things in my body, um, working out. Which I, I mean, I know I do that. Um, and sleeping, I love sleep. Like, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna live when I have when I have my first child. I don't know how I'm gonna get. Through it's that. all gonna go out. The, or you could baby Einstein them, so you can get it where they are like ready to go. They're sign languaging. Yeah, I've already thought about that. I was like, I've already figured that out. You baby Einstein them. I don't yeah. know if, it's, if it'll work, but from what I've read, you can schedule it, baby yeah, Einstein them. So it's true. like not just to cry. My sister, exactly. she was like her, her twins. Yeah, twins that were on a schedule. Sh- so See? Like, a schedule? You know why they're crying? I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, granted, I think you can alleviate a lot of sleep deprivation. Did it work for her? figure that out because, look, I love to sleep. So I already told my fiance, like, you got to be on night duty. <laughs> because you're just like, I'm not hearing it. Did, did the baby Einstein work for your sister? Uh, honestly, I don't know how she did it. We actually talked about it like two nights ago. She Shut didn't go into detail, but she was like, "Yeah, I didn't have any problems with my twins. They were like, I'm not, blood, see, I'm telling you, schedule and baby Einstein them. Just like get them to trying to, but you know what? She has done the same thing with her dogs. Like her dogs don't bother her in the morning, even when they're up. And I'm like, I'm over here crying with my dog in the middle of the night. <laughs>
Yes, 99. So people at first are like, oh my gosh, for an ebook. But the point is, it's because it's a resource. And I think that's really important. You can always go back to it. It's like a textbook, like I said. You, it's a forever resource. And that type of information is is the reason. So thank you so much. Everyone grab it. And I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. Hi guys, happy Tuesday, November 29th. We are full blown into the holiday season. Um, I am so excited that I get to be talking with Santia Deck. She is absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's such a badass, for lack of a better words. And we're gonna be talking all things her, uh, her journey, and things like that. So you'll wait to see her come. Hold on, let me fix my... All right, there we go. It's so quick. I love it. It'll be a good vibe. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Yay! Congratulations on your engagement before we start. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I <laughs> Was that a hair flip moment? Were you just like, yes? Oh, man. All I can say is it's been a long time coming. The <laughs> has not been kind to me, so... 